The fight is still revving up, can still hear the howling roars of Tess and now Lustra. Everyone under tension and things are looking rather touch and go. Heading into the twilight moments of this fight, Lenara's arms spread out over Tess, everyone in overdrive. Most of us covered in blood, don't know what to do. We're going to try to get Lenara up those stairs as high as we can get her. Maybe we can get her along the edges of the room as the sphere crumbles away. We're all Lenara's wingmen and women here. We stick together and we'll take down this maverick of a baron. Lenara's down but not out. But we're going to take it as far as we can in today's episode. Episode 81, Lenara Thera Danger Zone. Just start by saying how hard it is to kill a character in 5e. <laughs> I mean, you still haven't done it yet. Yeah, it's, really. it's true. It's true. So it hasn't happened. But it takes a lot. Yeah. How many episodes have we made it? This is 81. There's Man. been some close calls. This is definitely the closest call. Wait, so no, Tony far. Rigoletto died. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> R.I.P. Tony. I don't know what it took, a stat drain in a previous dungeon. It took a CR, what is Baron Midas? God knows what, probably double digits. It took, you know... A he's banshee actually, nuking us. He's yeah. actually a polymorphed ancient red dragon. That's why he was, he was like, alluding to it the entire time. Like, yeah, like, the amount, the amount of things that you had to stack in your favor, and even then... You're barely getting a kill, possibly. Yeah, I know. And it's like we even came into this fight, you know, at barely a half a tank for most of us. You know, maybe HP was good, but I know speaking for Slash, like all his resources were basically burned. He had no Bardic Inspos left. He was running like maybe four, five spell slots. A single ring of protection and I'd have 16 AC and you would have missed me twice in this fight. <laughs> it's like, it's these little things. It's the death by a thousand cuts kind of thing. It's true. In your case, two. That's, yeah. <laughs> two cuts. Well, Maybe he, three. Yeah. Well, two teeth t- times two. Four right. bites. But, I mean, a vampire is like a really high CR. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 13. Jeez. Yeah, 13. Man. It's on that undead spectrum. It's the amount of skin and the amount of fancy clothes you have Ooh. is the more powerful you are. And he's got both. Plus, basically, like, lair actions, kind of, right? Yeah, like, lair actions, legendaries. Legendary actions. You have is, Van is, Richten to kind of, like, yeah, you know, even it out. But he's struggling to cast spells. And in case you haven't already noticed, like, his strength con and decks are all... Not what they used to be in yeah. his golden years. I mean, he's missed, what, like, his last three, four strikes? Like, he missed both of his attacks and the opportunity at least. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's also worth mentioning as well, like, I think this is evidence of, of action economy being the real indicator of success. Like, and legendary actions plus a layer action, quote-unquote, really changed that for us entirely. It's what... It's personally why I think the wolves back on Dominion were so dangerous is because there was just a lot of them. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? Like, if uh, not to say that Barometus isn't deadly or anything, he's got the legendary actions to supplement his action economy. 
But, you know, even if you threw in three skeletons here, like, we'd be boned. <laughs> <Da-da>, <laughs> yes. Kill Slash first. <laughs> <laughs> Second, maybe. <laughs> Justin, you can't let me have even this. The stakes are definitely as high as they've ever been, I think. It's the closest we've come. Backup characters are are on the sidelines awaiting to randomly jump into the campaign if need be. Yeah. Adam, why did you why do you have written on your character sheet missing all four limbs, large beard, vista Wait, are you is your new character already here? That's it, it's my subclass. <laughs> Brick and mortar. <laughs> <laughs> all that being said though, like it's kind of fun in a way that it's that difficult to kill a PC. I mean, you know, I say that and at, at the same time, like any of the fights we've had, the numbers, the dice could have come out differently and some people could be dead. Yeah, I mean, Merlin, what, episode 16? Yeah, we've all had some pretty close calls, I think. Cave bears and... Shut up. <laughs> ropers and... Fish. Know fish <laughs> yeah yeah but i kind of like that it uh is that challenging and like you guys were through throwing the rule book at me last mm-hmm. week too which like is fun though you know it makes us really like try to find a solution to the problem literally anything right now i'll take anything it's is uh it's some good D. should we get back into it i think we should let's oh, just man. <laughs> let's just do this all righty pull this band-aid okay. off because we're going to need lots more band-aids. So there you guys are duking it out with Baron Midas in the Black Tower. You have destroyed that sphere and now have this random Vistani guy uh, who seems to be aligned with you at the moment. Tess just finished her turn, and Baron Midas used his reaction to grapple Tess while she was trying to get Lenar's unconscious body closer to the rest of the party. The next thing that's going to happen is Baron Midas is going to take a legendary action. And he's going to use it to attack Lenara. Right. It's, it's the, the very end of my turn. Um, paint me a picture of how he's got me. Well, I like to think you... This is all happening, like, on the stairs, too. So you've, like, run halfway down the stairs and have scooped Lenara's body up, kind of half-dragging. I mean, Lenara's unconscious body is definitely not helping you get up the stairs. So you've got her kind of scooped up in your arms, working your way up the stairs, and, you know, in just a flash, one of Baron Midas's hands is on your shoulder, holding you tight in this, this vice grip. And you can see, like, the other claw of his other hand is... Like, he's got it, all his fingers with the little sharpened vampire fingernails. He's got them all bunched up to almost form, like, the tip of a knife, you know? And they're, like, arcing down through the air, going directly 
for the wound that is already on Lenara's neck. Through all of this stress, Tess is biting her lip incredibly hard. Uh, well, I I, I want to kiss him. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to kiss him. <laughs> <laughs> Bite down until there's blood. Kiss him hard. Okay. <laughs> So hard, the the hardest she's ever kissed anyone. He doesn't know what to say. <laughs> Makes at least two of us. <laughs> My blood's in his mouth. I, 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 I have nothing. All I can do is hope it distracts him. Is he stunned? Have I finally stunned someone, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> You've stunned me. <laughs> You've stunned me. Uh, I mean, I can't blame you for trying. You gotta, you gotta try everything. I can't blame you. I'll kiss he- you, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I, this, I've never seen angry bedroom eyes, but it's across the table from me right now. <laughs> I, I'll do it. I don't care how many times I have to. <laughs> Is that the end of your turn, Tess? <laughs> I slip in the tongue. <laughs> it does nothing to distract him. He is hyper-focused on destroying the hope of his old enemy, Van Richten. Hyper-focused on killing someone else who's close to Dr. Rudolph Van Richten. And... Lenora already has some, some failed death saves, right? You've already got... I have a single failure left. One. All it takes is one. All it takes is one, and I'm gone. So you've already got two out of three, and if this attack goes through, she'll... She'll get two more, so it doesn't even matter. She'll... She'll have enough failed death saves to die. The really bad part is that Baron Medus has advantage because Lenar is unconscious and I also have a really high bonus just again grasping at straws but I feel like the reason why Baramidas mechanically has advantage is because Lenar is unconscious and prone if she's grappled nah it's still in unconscious oh it's just straight unconscious you okay. could be yeah, yeah. alright well I tried it's worth trying but unfortunately, a week has gone by and we've had myself and Adam have been messaging back and forth quite a bit. And there's there's no way around it. This comes down to me attacking Lenara with advantage. Lenara, your AC is what? 15. 15. Just to let everyone else in on it, I've got a plus 9 to hit. So I get to roll two d20s here, and all I need to do is get a six or higher on either one of them. And that's it. Colin looks really, really angry right now. I... I mean, if you haven't rolled the dice yet, it really sucks when you kiss somebody and they're thinking of somebody else. Right? (laughs) He's just looking to, like, just penetrate the person anyway I think you need to give a reach around (laughs) Colin do you want to I forgot to lift the DM screen do you want to come 
read what they say. I want someone to confirm what these dice say. Sure. <laughs> oh, God. Let me, let me just uh, lean real close into your microphone. You stay there, though. <laughs> you want to break the news? Yeah. You rolled a three. Uh-huh. And a six. Literally, literally anything. Anything, just, it's the exact. He's hit you exactly so many times. Yep. That's it. It, This would have been miss three if I had a plus one more AC. Does does the, does maybe the golden thing exploding gave him a point of stress? Ooh, probably not. As Baron Medus's sharp fingernails pierce through Lenara's flesh, Lenara's eyes kind of, they pop open for just a brief moment. They say in these moments, Lenara, that life kind of like flashes before your eyes. So in this moment, like what, what is she thinking about? What does she think about in her final moments what does she say as she dies in Tess's arms I think she gets that like tunnel vision as as the you know the knife hand starts coming towards her and she starts flashing back she thinks about Van Richten and how he tried to keep his distance but even him trying to keep a distance she felt he was closer to like her own to him than her own father who there's a difference between caring and trying to keep your distance and just not caring and being there which is why Lenara got such a uh, a connection to Van Richten uh as the hand's coming closer, she flashes back to the mentor she had before Van Richten. She remembers him getting a little close, getting a little too handsy. And she grabbed a letter opener and she shoved it in the same spot where she's been bitten, where she's about to be clawed. She flashes to seeing a similar style of knife, a stiletto blade in a store picking that up see pictures of her dancing on her heels or on the balls of her feet so she's used to running not putting a lot of stress on her heels so that's where she could wear the stiletto boots to change her appearance when she took on that stiletto persona she remembers seeing that same tutor again, now with a scarf holding over his neck to hide the wound. And that's where Stiletto took her big scarf to hide her face. That scarf now in her hand, Tess feels it being passed to her. She just says, Make him pay. A thousand times over. And the last thing she says before her throat is torn out I get the feeling being held up now she can see over the lip of the stairs she just looks in Van Richten's eyes and says 
this was always my choice. She looks towards the golden ball that she shattered as Baron Midas takes the life from her. Man, oh man. Table's pretty quiet. Got us all in the feels. I feel like this is, uh, yeah. Ah. That sound. Is is that the, 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 the proper, my, my character seat's digital, so do I gotta, uh. I I thought it would punctuate the point, okay? (laughs) Shut up. All right. Beep, beep. Beep, boop, beep. All right, so you got to right-click and go to um, <laughs> empty empty recycling bin. Uh, you don't want to do that. You got to loop my body. There. Oh, I'm going to need you to throw your tablet off the balcony, please. <laughs> ah, son of a gun. I mean, my cat survived it, so. With that, I like to think the rest of you, those of you who aren't technically in the stairwell yet, are kind of all at an angle where you can see this happen and Lustra Venari you're the first to act after you see Lenara's throat get ripped wide open end his life mm-hmm. uh, well to nobody's surprise I'm gonna get out my longbow and with a baleful draconic roar, declare sharpshooter, get that force damage, and let loose an arrow and hope to God I hit. No words, just... It's very rare that Looster literally just screams in absolute agony or in anything, and this is one of those times. Woof. I am overcome with emotion. I rolled a two. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! You got one more shot. I got one more he shot. Does let's put the stakes out there though. If you miss here, next in the turn order would have been Lenara. Baron Meade still has one legendary left, mm-hmm. and the only thing between him and a full turn would be Van Richten. If you miss here. And he's going to start regening. So this is no pressure, none, <laughs> none whatsoever. But this is a very important bow mm-hmm. shot. Uh, but I feel like we need the damage I need to keep with the sharpshooter. And I feel like Looster is just kind of tunnel visioning and just pulling that drawstring back as hard as he can to get all the damage and all the energy into the shot that he can. So, declaring sharpshooter again and hoping to God that this force damage and this railgun hits. <sighs> just, I'm just seeing red. Come on, please, just one time. I rolled a five. Would you have hit without sharpshooter? No, I would have missed either time, uh, anyways. Oh boy. So it's fine. I'm just, I'm just seeing red, and it's throwing off my aim. So, just. I'm standing there in shock, really. Just complete, feeling completely defeated. And just... With, you know, resignation, start to knock another shot because we have to finish this fight. Baron Midas. Last legendary action. I feel like the thrill 
of seeing the look on Van Richten's face as Lenora dies has him maybe making a bad decision. I'm torn as to whether or not he would run because you do kind of have him on the ropes. So I'm going to roll... It's like an intelligence check. That seems right. Remember the modifier for that kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm dead. <laughs> I feel like he just wouldn't be able to resist. He sees the anguish on his old enemy's face. And without even, like, looking at you, Tess, like, he's just smiling at Van Richten as he attacks Tess's neck next. At disadvantage. At disadvantage. Oh, that's still going, eh? Yes, it is. Protection from evil and good. 18. With disadvantage? With disadvantage, Holy. Holy. That's a hit. That plus nine. I rolled a nine. Do it up. I mean, realistically, this is the first time Tess has taken damage this fight. It's a vampire, man. All it takes is one. Yeah. Well, that's okay. If he's if he's here, then he's not escaping. He does not get to escape. Six points of bludgeoning damage from Baron Medus's claws. She spits blood in his face. I've had worse from a wolf in Dominia. <laughs> I mean, actually, though. <laughs> <laughs> Your words, or his words, are cut short, though, as we reach the top of the turn order again. Unfortunately, he's a little out of sight of the strange Vistani gentleman inside of the axe. But everyone's words get cut short as Van Richten comes charging down the stairs, sword cane in hand, screaming, Lenara! And we'll see if he can do it. The only thing standing between Baron Medus and some regen is two Van Richten attacks. Two attacks from an old man whose strength, con, and dex aren't doing so great. Ancient enemies, though. But ancient enemies. The good news is, if he does hit, he does a ton of damage because this thing, a vampire's undead. So there's that. Attack number one. Are there any conditions I'm forgetting about? It's just a straight attack here, right? I don't have advantage. No. I don't think I'm forgetting about anything. No. Oh, how fitting. How fitting. Van Richten, tears already forming in his eyes, comes charging down the stairs. His sword cane pierces the heart of Baron Medus. Blade goes right through his chest. Van Richten does 11 points of damage and Baron Medus's vampire form just immediately turns into mist brings him to zero health points oh my god kidding. he was you are kidding holy shit 
I don't mind letting you guys know because it was just like such an even fight. Baron Midas at the beginning of this session had four health points left. That's how close. That's how close we came. Motherfucker. <sighs> I. I killed Lenara. No, you didn't. <laughs> If I if I healed her instead of tried to trying to move her away, is what it is, man. Makes good story. You you. There's no way for you to have known that I could have ran further away as well. Oh yeah, I could have not declared sharpshooter on a few shots and actually landed an extra hit. I could have done a poison spray instead of a vicious mockery. Like we can play what ifs all night, but the point is, this is what's happened. Yeah, but y'all had dice. I made a choice. Van Richten says there's no time to think like that at the moment. Pursue him. And he ends his turn in that misty form. The misty form of Baron Midas takes its turn to dart down the rest of the stairs and disappear out of sight. Slash, what do you do? Um, we don't know where his fucking coffin is. I just realized we follow it. Yeah, Slash, not even thinking, just once again, his eyes pause momentarily on Lenara's lifeless body. You can almost see his face sort of, you know, squint and screw up a moment before you can see a, a very physical sort of like suppression happen, and he darts off after the mist. Going as fast as he can to try and chase this thing down. What way did it go? Using your dash action? Full, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. If you use your dash, you kind of get to the bottom of the stairs, maybe a few feet off. Uh, you get down there just in time to watch the misty form disappear through the seams of that door full of floral patterns on the second floor that you guys didn't open up goes behind that door. The Slash will call out to the rest, the floral door, break it down. And if he can't burst through the door himself, he'll end his turn as close to it as he possibly can. And at this point, I think Van Richten probably kind of reminds everyone of of the mechanics of a vampire. Let's you know that a vampire when it has zero hit points, reverts to this misform. Uh, at that point, it has two hours to get to its resting place, two hours to get to the coffin or be destroyed. Once it reaches its coffin, though, it uh, immediately reverts back to its vampire form but is paralyzed for an hour. At the end of that hour, it regains one health point, and then, you know, all hell breaks loose again, essentially. So, assuming the coffin's behind that door, you have an hour to deal with this problem. So, I think we can technically leave initiative. Uh, that Vistani gentleman means you no harm, but you've got that going on upstairs that's probably piquing your curiosity. 
the misty form of Baron Midas disappearing underneath that floral door and Van Richten, though, it, like he once he's like running down the stairs to get to the vampire, but once he gets to Lenora, he can't help but like fall to his knees and try. Like he's, you see him trying to cast spell slots that he no longer has. So, what do we do? You're out of initiative. What are we doing? Tess is going to wrap the, uh, the scarf Lenara gave her around her right hand and just sprint towards the floral door. In the event that Baron Midas is behind that door, good. We know where he is. But if there's even the tiniest chance that it's not there, that it's somewhere else, I refuse to lose him after we've lost her. Pretty fair. Tess charges down there. Let me tell you what she sees once she opens that door. The room beyond Tess is a room with magnificent dark hardwood floors. It's a bedroom. There's ornate wooden panels on the walls. There's a smooth white plaster ceiling. There's a large dresser, several freestanding wardrobes, and there's this nice pair of comfy-looking chairs occupying the room, each one carefully selected to enhance the atmosphere of the elegance and style of this chamber. But where one would expect to see a great bed is a large coffin lying upon a beautiful flowered platform. And as you open the door, you immediately like remember the stench of those flowers from a few rooms back, the ones that Slash didn't give a damn about, the poison flowers. You can smell it and you can see them at the, uh, just all around the base of the coffin. What do you do now? Tess is seeing that she's going to, it's going to take every ounce of her self-control not to just sprint into the room. She'll, uh, look up towards the stairs and then her eyes will fall away. She can't look at the staircase yet. And she'll yell, snake, you are needed. You don't have to yell far. Slash is maybe 10 feet um, from there, based on his dash, um, approaching the room and already smelling that familiar scent. He just nods knowingly. Maybe not as much with as much urgency as Tess would like. Slash will speed walk into the room, uh, and his first instinct is to clear away the flowers. As he's clearing away flowers to the best of his ability, provided there's no check involved, of course. No, you're good. Um, without even looking at Tess, uh, he'll just explain, Tess, you should be the one to deliver this final blow. But just remember that with martyrdom comes a kind of, a kind of poisoned memory. Lenara is more than a martyr, and I would not demean her to call her one. She was certainly much more than that. Just remember the good. 
He'll continue to clear away the flowers and bunch them up, maybe find a vase or something to stick them in and plug the vase hole, you know. Yeah, you can kind of gather them all up uh, enough that, you know, as long as Tess kind of holds her breath, she should be okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, in that case... Uh, she is going to snap the tip off of one of her darts. <laughs> so it is a sharp piece of wood. She looks down at it. That's all you're good for anyway. Takes a deep, deep breath and steps into the room. Can and just stalks almost like a caged animal to like in a zigzag towards the towards the coffin. Can we open it? It opens with ease and inside you see the velvety pillows that are supporting the paralyzed body of Baron Medus. His eyes are open. He's in his clothes, those elegant clothes with the flower designs embroidered into the lapels. And yeah, even though he's paralyzed, you can't help but shake the feeling that his open eyes are staring at you. Good. I want him to see this coming. Uh, she's going to crawl into the coffin, sort of like straddle him mid chest, put the makeshift stake just like against his jugular where he tore out Lenara's throat and drag it down towards his heart. Ideally ruffling his collar because fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> just get very, very close so their noses are almost touching, and then just put all of her weight in one go, as hard as she can, into his chest. Even though there's not much change, you can't help but perceive just the slightest bit of shock and anger in Baron Medus's open eyes from a few feet away, wiping a tear from his cheek just outside the room. Van Richten uh, says we will require sunlight or running water in order to truly destroy Baron Metis. But while he is staked through the heart like that, he will remain paralyzed. We could leave him here for centuries and nothing would change. But true destruction will require sunlight and all running water. Tess will totter out of the room, take a deep breath. <gasps> Do you think he can feel it? He looks at you with empathy in his eyes. Says, I like to think he can. So do I. I'm very curious to know what that Vistani gentleman has to say up above. He did not look as if he was in the best of physical conditions, so perhaps we should get to him quickly. Save who we can while we can. I am 
out of my spiritual energy. Can you can you do anything to heal him? Lustra? Uh, Lustra, while you were staking the body and doing your thing downstairs, was moving Lenara's body to the top of the stair, lying her flat, getting her comfortable. And just, you know... She, and he ends up taking, you know, a trinket from Lenara. Does Lenara have any, any kind of, like, necklaces or any kind of bracelets or... Um, the most... Probably the prominent thing would be the ring she's been using to cast uh, um, chromatic. chromatic orb. Her, her, she embedded that diamond into her host signet ring. So chances are what Lustra would have probably done is take that ring and then end up putting it into his rosary kind of thing as a, as a keepsake and just, you know, start giving rights as it were, and just going over the good times and just trying to accept the fact that Lenara is gone and he's not even focused on, on the, the golden sphere. He's just too overcome with the loss of Lenara. But after hearing Tess say, do you want to heal that guy? He snaps too after, a pregnant pause. We, yeah, we, we, there's other things at, at play, yes. And looks up to the golden sphere. Uh, I do have spell slots left. I can heal him, but I kind of have to get in range of touching the guy. Uh, I guess I can try and climb one of these girders. Slash, coming back to the top of the stairs. Again, seeing his face screw up a little bit at the sight of Lenara, but again... Quickly turning face, he raises a hand to Lustra. Please, allow me. And uh, because only only has a second level spell slot left, he's going to go ahead and uh, cast Healing Word on the Vistani gentleman. Uh, the Healing Word he will give will be, Your captor, the Baron Metis, is no more. We would enjoy your company, sir. And... Healing word. <laughs> and uh, some words of healing reach his ears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And wow, for max amount of healing. Um, oh, right. And so that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's eight. Twelve. Eight, eight plus, yeah, eight plus, yeah, 12 health. So you guys kind of scoop up Lenora's body, uh, maybe like set her on the ground on the upper floor. So I just sprawled out in the middle of the stairwell, uh, and cover up kind of thing. Do what you can to like Lucifer said, make her comfortable. Uh, Van Richten and Tess, I'm assuming too, kind of following up the stairs. And I think once Van Richten kind of sees that Lucifer is taking care of Lenara's body as best as possible, you know, he kind of leans down and, and just kind of whispers into her ears uh, and just says, rest well, child. And then he looks up to see Lustra starting to climb some walls, Slash starting to throw some magics up at that dude. The combination of which makes that whole X support system. Remember those big rafters like almost it, it, they're shaped like they should be an x but the middle of the x is this poor vistani gentleman his where arms and legs should be are metal beams and the shattering of the sphere was enough to kind of test the structural integrity of all of this to begin with 
And all it takes is Luther like putting one hand on anything and the whole thing just comes crashing down. The Vistani, his body all bloodied and torn, is kind of in the middle of the heat, but you can see his lips still kind of moving, still whispering. It looks like the healing word has given him enough to keep living for a few moments. You've given him enough juice to maybe get a few questions in. But you and really everyone in the party has healing magics, including Van Richten. You can all recognize the fact that once those metal beams aren't attached to him anymore, it's yeah. that's going to be it for this guy. Going to need more than pickled carrots. You need a lot more than pickled carrots. Yeah, you can see his lips kind of moving, kind of whispering. You just barely hear a few words as he looks over at Dr. Van Richten. He says, My thanks showing me freedom my apologies for the pain I've caused you Dr. Van Richten I could feel you were a man of pure heart noble spirit and the girl was just as strong I was powerless to resist the Baron and the monster who held his leash. Now I am free. Thank you. Who are you? What is all of this? My name is long forgotten. The Baron referred to me as the Thinker. He took my legs, my arms, and put me in this apparatus. Said without my limbs, my body's strength would all be dedicated to my brain. The better to think with. What were they using you for? What did they want you to think about? I... I was to find him. Points at Van Richten. With a metal girder? (laughs) (laughs) That's a a really good point. (laughs) Touché, Colin, touché. Just nods in his direction. A very rare inspiration to use. (gasps) (laughs) Ooh, I'm going to cherish this forever. Points with his eyes. <laughs> with his eyes stare. I was to find him, but I found the girl in my efforts. For that, I am sorry. What monster is was controlling the Baron? Where is Azalin Rex? Why is Azalyn Rex? <laughs> how is Azalyn Rex? <laughs> how, how is Azalyn Rex doing these days? <laughs> oh, you know, doing all right. Getting some fresh air. I do not know where Azalyn Rex is. He built this 
thing. It was designed to allow him to escape the domains of dread. There was a flaw in the design. It failed. But it allows someone like me with enough psychic strength to allow their mind to escape the domains. It is how I was able to find Van Richten on the material plane. The monster who held me to his leash. Her name is Radonovich. Of course. How is she still alive? She was killed decades ago. You can see this Vistani man, the thinker, as Baron Midas used to refer to him, is struggling to find the strength to talk at this point. But you can tell by his expression that he doesn't know the answer to that question. Where is Radonovich? Uh... Lister, give me a medicine check to see if you can maybe, like, hold on to a wound, like, put pressure on the right wound to keep uh, him going I'll, for a I'll moment I'll blow a longer. second level spell yeah, sure. or cure wounds. Yeah, go for it. And that, I'll do that if I see him fading. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to hit him with a level two cure wounds, and he's healed for another 11 health. You keep him alive for a few more moments. So I do not know... They all work for Aslan Rex. Their purpose in all of this was to find and destroy Van Richten. But I do not know where she is. She contacted the Baron through divination magics and never let us know her whereabouts. Every time I tried to find her, I saw only mist in my thoughts. You have been cast through the mists with your mind. We met a Vistani who resided within them. Have you ever, has your mind ever touched that of Madame Lucenia? Rafa? To save himself the energy, he only weakly shakes his head no. Fair. Can we travel the mists accurately with this device? And he slash gestures broadly to the to the machine, the, the sphere or what's left of it. I think even like Slash would look at the wreckage and realize that this particular apparatus as the thinker has referred to it as is irreparable. It is in shambles. None of you even know how it was built to, to start thinking about how to fix it. But as far as easily traversing the mists, he again, maybe even in his dying moment here, as the mists safe for no one. 
and the life fades out from the thinker. You can see Slash, you know, ball up a fist, almost his fingernails digging into the palms of his hands, a small trickle of blood coming down as he sort of just is frustrated by that answer, frustrated by the situation, frustrated by everything around him. He looks back to Tess and Lustra and Van Richten. What now? Nothing happens until this man burns. Nothing happens until me. This is no more. Nothing. I agree with Tessandius. I think perhaps the best course of action would be to put this gentleman's body at ease as well. Put him and Lenora in a safe place for now and see what is behind those other doors of this black tower. There could still be useful information behind those doors and we will need sunlight or a river or something to properly dispose of Baron Metis. I would think waiting till the morning would be the easiest course of action. All right. He has taken so much from us. Let us take him for everything he has. Uh, and Tess will, like, stiffly, very specifically not looking at either of the dead bodies, um, just start stalking down the stairs, bonesaw in hand, and she's just going to kick the first door she sees. Tess, you kick open the first door on that second floor that you come across. On the other side is a fairly strange scene. There's a little wooden stool next to a wooden table. Uh, on that wooden table, you see a syringe. You can see just a few drops of some uh, thick, clear liquid dribbling out of the end of the needle, leaving a little stain on the wooden table. Next to the syringe is a flask filled with some strange, clear liquid. In the other corner of the room, there is an easel. Next to the easel, there's a little box of paints, some paintbrushes. On the easel is a half-finished painting of some warrior, some knight. If you haven't put two and two together yet, Baron Medus was a big fan of painting the pallies and the clerics and the warriors and all those who have tried to kill him in the past. Big fan of painting those people. And here in this room is an unfinished painting on an easel. Adam, what's the painting look like? The painting looks of uh, a 
a grandiose, uh, larger-than-life knight doing that sort of Captain Morgan stance with, like, a leg up. The You get the body there, but the coloring and the sketching's not completely there yet. Uh, he has a giant shield in one hand and a giant flail swinging over his head as if he's mid-swing uh, to smi- uh, smash something evil. Very, you know, tight cheeks uh, and... Uh, Relatively attractive uh, features, uh, green eyes, and uh, a crimsony red hair. And without all of the details, in the one thing that he has detailed and put in is uh, an eclipsed sun on the tabard and armor. That's the painting. In the back of the room, this is about, this room is no bigger than like, it's about 15 by 15. The back half of the room is a cell, barred cell, and lying on the floor unconscious, maybe a little drool coming out the corner of the mouth, maybe even lying in a position that you can see the puncture wound of that needle directly on the brain stem, like someone's taking a spinal tap. What does the figure on the floor of the cell look like? The figure on the ground, in contrast to the painting being very large and grandiose, you see, were he to stand at a full 100 centimeters, (laughs) you see a tiny beat-up little gnome. Similar features that once you're looking at the painting and looking at this gnome, you're like, you see sort of like the where uh, Midas took sort of his artistic liberties to sort of, you know, spit on me while I'm down kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe it was like a, uh, it's like when uh, you go fishing and tell the people of that giant fish you caught, it's like I defeated a. Warrior who was eight feet tall. He had a maul the size of him. Yeah. It stood half again as tall as the man who wielded it. It was like three feet tall. Tiny little gnome. uh, Still oozing some stuff out of uh, his little spinal tap wound. Putting two two and two together, Tess's hand will unconsciously just go to cover the back of her own neck where... Her first real domains of dread experience was getting the stem sucked out of her. And she'll freeze. And then she'll say, What are you? Everyone, we may have to fight again. There's something down here. There's someone down here. Um, And she... uh, Will is is in this room? Is there any sent any keys? Any way to open this cell door? Uh, give me an investigation. So good at that one. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, upon hearing Tess's uh, command, Lustra, without thinking, is just going to go right down to the same room as Tess. And he's going to have bow drawn, arrow knocked, and he's just, and he's just looking for, you know, enemies. It's like, what's going on? What, what? And, he draw, and he draws the drawstring back, and it's like... Slash um, also sort of, you know, sheepishly, you know, follows suit sort of peeking around the corner, realizing he has no magic left. Uh, <laughs> his hand on his rapier, just in case. You'll find Tess on one knee, reaching in as far as she can with the bone saw to try to, like, just have the bone saw against this unconscious body's throat with, like, a wild look in her eye. Van Richten will be kind of the last person to enter. Oh, that's a gnome. And then looks at Tess, and should we just kill it and... Get it out of the way. And get it out of the way. That's what I was thinking. Uh, all right. What's your AC? <laughs> um, and it's everything else in here has been a thrall. Everything else. If if we wake this up, we are. He will probably run right to Baron Metis and free him. Slash sort of you know comes up, puts a hand on Tess's shoulder. It could also have information. I understand that there's still things here that could probably help us lead us. It could also have information. It could also have an opportunity to lead us to things like Aslan Rex or other things like Madame Radonovich. It's already in a cell. The least we can do is question it. I'd be very curious myself to see what it has to say. It's in a cell. It's not like it can get us. It's no threat to us. Tess is, like, looking at everyone saying, oh, well, maybe we should question it. And uh, eyes dart to the the spinal fluid, dart to the owner of the spinal fluid, dart back. Do you think gnomes like pickled carrots, too? Possibly. And try to use them like smelling salts. <laughs> <laughs> you using up your... Pickled carrots to... I think the pickled carrots actually just stabilize. Anyone have healing spells left? I have one spell slot left. I can hit him with a level two cure wounds. That's if I can reach him, though. He's in the cell. I mean, it's a 15 by 15 room. Yeah, you can reach... You can definitely reach into... Shove your arm between the bars if you'd like. Yeah, you're like 6'9". <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, Um. so if that... so trembling with the you know arrow still you know knocked and still kind of like nervous takes a deep breath puts his bow away i can rouse him this thing do you want me to rouse it slash cocks his right arm <laughs> <laughs> go full henry cavill <laughs> just 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 he cocks his right arm ready for a poison spray just like and he just nods Okay, well, I will reach through the bars, and I will cast a level 2 Cure Wounds. And you heal for 12. Mr. Gnome, Mr. or Mrs. Gnome, don't know. Adam, uh, your gnome heals for 12 as the little gnome eyes start to flutter open, however. We're going to cut away from this scene. Ooh. Mm. He'll take a look at another. Lenara Faraday. 
you look down at yourself. You remember everything that just happened. Look down at your very real form. Look back up. Realize that behind you is nothing but a massive, endless wall of mist. In front of you, high walls extend to the east and west of the central gate that is just smack dab in the middle of your line of sight. The stones are verdant with moss and creepers. In some places, especially to the east, the foliage on the walls is so thick that the wall resembles just a steep hill more than it does a human structure. The gate itself is this broad oaken door wide enough that when open it would easily allow a carriage to pass through. The gate is shut but not very tightly. You can hear the black hinges squeaking and you can see the braces that are edged in rust. Above and beyond this portal, you can see the top of a great manor. You don't see it very well from this perspective, though. Mostly just gate right now. What do you do? She just takes half a minute to breathe it all in and feel like her hands feels if there's any wind against them feels her footing on the ground just breathes in and lets out a sigh not a sad or sullen one but like a a one after clocking out of a successful but tiring day of work she just sort of half smirk and a cocked eyebrow will try and push that gate open. And she does so with ease. Beyond the gate, you see a large three-story manor. Numerous windows on every face of the house. All the windows have drawn curtains, but you can tell they're fairly thin. Matter of fact, you can see the silhouettes of quite a few people moving about inside this three-story house. Lenara quickly notices one silhouette in particular that looks like it's on the ground floor of this manor. Lenara, you see the silhouette of what you're pretty sure is a tall human male walking around on the ground floor of this manor. 
It has a rather lemon-shaped head. Tall, not wide. Important to note. The door of the manor just barely open. Almost like hear chattering coming from within the house. What do you do? It can't just be a hat that's gotten fashionable. Let's see if you can die twice. She'll run inside. Lenar runs inside. The door slams shut. But the the angle, the camera angle, if you will, stays outside of the manor. Lenara just kind of disappears within this house. The door slams shut, and the last thing we see is this little plaque next to the door that says, Richton House. And we'll call it there for tonight. Holy shit. Damn.